T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, Jody Cameron, John Ritchie. About a week and a half before the Super Bowl, 94 uh, WIP. Also, uh, the day that Tom Brady retired. It's not every day that a GOAT retires. Brady did today. So we'll ask you this, the Twitter poll question of the day. And this is not, in my opinion, this is not an easy question to answer. But we'll see how the results come in at Sports Radio WIP on Twitter. Um, Who had the best career in their sport? Who had the best career in their sport? Three choices. Brady, Gretzky, Jordan. We thought about putting a baseball person on this, but there's not normally as much universal agreement on who the best baseball player ever is. A lot of people think Willie Mays. Some people think uh, Babe Ruth. Some people think Barry Bonds. It's not as clear-cut in baseball as the other three sports. Brady, Gretzky, Jordan, who had the best career? You can vote at Sports Radio WIP on Twitter. Speaking of questions, AMA coming up at 1130 today. You ask, we answer. So get those questions in on Facebook, Twitter, and the text line, and, uh, and Seltzer will fire off the best of the best to us coming up at 1130. Reminder, Joe Banner, who hired Andy Reid, will join us in an hour at noon. Uh, Rodney McLeod in studio with us at 1220. Ron Jaworski, 1245, a lot going on here today, including our next guest. He's been covering the Eagles and the entire NFL for a long time now and uh, does awesome work. You can uh, always follow Shil Kapati at Shil Kapati on Twitter. Shil, what's going on, buddy? I mean, I know this isn't why you had me on, but come on, that is an easy question. That's Jordan, easily, icon, goat. I mean, Brady, when Mahomes' career is done, there's going to be a real argument about who was the greatest quarterback of all time. There might be. Jordan better win that poll. Listen, dude, you know I'm really, really, really pro-Jordan, but Tom Brady won seven rings. He played till he was 45. He got to how many conference title? I mean, first off, he got to 10 championship rounds. Jordan got to six. 
I mean, he got to the conference title round. I mean, I could look it up at probably 13 or 14 times. All right. Listen, again, that's not why people had me on. All right, the, I'm listeners just, I'm, the listeners know <laughs> I don't need to go on a whole diatribe. We'll, we'll revisit this All in right. like a March conversation. Let's, you, let's talk Eagles. You guys, Sheila, let's get to it. Um, Sheila, what impressed you the most about the Eagles' victory over San Francisco? Uh, it was really a grind offensively. No one would watch that and say, man, they really, you know, they, this was one of their finer performances. What impressed me was the chess match in the run game. And I, I was at the game. I covered the game. Talked to Jordan Mailata was telling me about this right after the game. Saying this is one of those games where a possession ends. We're all going to the sideline, looking at the tablet, talking to mm-hmm. Jeff Stoutland. What were they doing? What do we need to do? And so both teams were taking their wins. And so the Eagles had some very nice change-ups where specifically they ran these weak side zone runs uh, out of three-by-one formation. So they had three receivers to one side, one to the other side. They ran away from the three receivers because that's where the 49ers had their safety lined up. And then the 49ers come back with a counter, start hitting them with some run blitzes, and then the Eagles come back with a counter. So this was not an easy game. This was a grind. This was a game where you had to adjust in-game, and I thought they did enough there uh, where they obviously run for the four touchdowns, and on two of those, the the back doesn't even get touched. Is that why Jalen's performances have felt quieter in the postseason compared to his regular season, that it's just a a higher level of – defensive play that he's facing well i i think there are a few things and, and you're right Jeff. this was not a this was not a good jalen hurt game now that doesn't mean he played uh terrible or was a disaster i think if you're looking at the positive he's still such a factor in the run game we talked about those 49ers linebackers last week if you watch the film mm-hmm. the eagles put those guys in a blender on some of these i mean the rpos the threat of jalen hurts running you're seeing Fred Warner, who's the best linebacker in the NFL, literally freezing, standing there like a second and a half after the snap because he doesn't know where the ball is going. So that was a factor with Hurts. And also the 49ers' pass rush was slowed down because they wanted to keep Hurts in the pocket. This is something we talked about uh, earlier this season, the threat of him, him scrambling. Now, to get to your question Part of it, yes, is that the 49ers defense is very good. Uh, Hurts in this game I thought was a little jittery in the pocket where there wasn't pressure. He's leaving a little bit early Mm. uh, and maybe not making those big plays that we're accustomed to. He didn't feel comfortable. And then the other thing is the deep passing game. I mean, this has been such a weapon for the Eagles all season long, but we know there's going to be some variance to that. And he wasn't sharp with his passes downfield in this game you know A.J. Brown wins on a double move he overthrows him Devontae Smith has a little bit of separation and he underthrows him and then there's another third down with A.J. Brown where Hurts sails the ball way out of bounds and doesn't even give him a chance so I was looking at the numbers guys since Hurts returned from that injury he's three for ten on throws 20 yards or more downfield which is not great especially when we consider what a weapon that was for the Eagles earlier this season and you chalk that up to nerves more than anything I don't know I, I don't have an answer for it I chalk it up to like there's some variance with some you know with, with kind of throwing the ball downfield and maybe maybe I don't know if it's shoulder related I don't know if it's just hey he had a bat you know he wasn't on completely in this game you know I, I would I'm not telling you I have no confidence that like in the Super Bowl, he's not going to have it. I mean, I could see him lighten it up in the Super Bowl, but it's something that you have to keep an eye on just because it's been at the core of everything they do. How well did Lane Johnson play? 
Uh, he played well. I mean, what a what a performance from this guy with that injury since he's come back. Now, again, it wasn't all just Lane Johnson versus Nick Bosa one-on-one, and he's completely uh, shutting him down. There, there was an aspect to this where the 49ers were worried about Hurt scrambling and rushed the passer accordingly. But uh, Johnson has been really good since he's come back, and really the offensive line in this game, again, they took some L's. There's no doubt about it. The 49ers are a great defense, but Jordan Mailata and Jason Kelsey specifically in the run game, I mean, they are killing people. Like these are, you know, the offensive line aficionados, the Brian Baldingers of the world. These are the types of reps that they look at and are just kind of salivating and watching over and over and over again. And I'll tell you what, Jason Kelsey, I was a young reporter when he first came into the league, and so it's been fun to kind of watch him on film all these years. I don't know that he's ever played better. And this is a guy in his mid-30s who is just absolutely destroying guys like Nick Bosa, like Javon Kinlaw, like Dexter Lawrence the week before. It is just remarkable the level uh, he's playing at right now. What does it mean to you that Kenny G and Miles Sanders have exactly the same number of touches this postseason? I think it makes sense to me because, I mean, Kenny Gainwell is quite clearly this year's Corey Clements. Don't you guys feel that way? I mean, he, he, what yeah. That's what James said two days ago. Yep. Yeah, his level of play in the playoffs. I mean, he had a play in this game. I think it was a third down. Hurts checks it down to him in the flat, and he catches the ball. You know, he's not even close to the first down marker. He makes a linebacker miss, runs through a tackle, and it's a 17-yard gain. I mean, you know, we've talked about Gainwell previously. I've never come on here and been like, wow, Kenny Gainwell's an unbelievable player who they need to get the ball to more. The guy has stepped up his game late in the season and in the playoffs, and I have no issues at all with that split. I I think Gainwell is playing really well right now, and and Sanders has played well too, so that split makes sense sense to me. Shiel Kapadia with us, and of course next week we'll do a deep dive on the Super Bowl, but Shiel, one of the big storylines is Andy Reid. And I want to ask you a hypothetical. I'm just curious where you – because you were covering the Eagles, you know. What would have happened if Jeffrey Lurie had not fired Andy Reid? Like, in that alternate universe, what happens? Uh, I, I don't think anything great happens. You know, I, you think, I think he would not he would not have gotten it back on track? I don't think so. You know, we have revisionist history with some of this stuff. Think about that point in time. Andy Reid was out of answers at that point in time. You had the Juan Castillo thing. I mean, the biggest thing yeah. for a coach – is can they assemble a great staff? It's specifically an offensive coach. Who are you handing the keys to on defense? And he handed the keys to Juan Castillo. That, to me, was kind of the last straw. Now, would he have innovated uh, offensively? Like, they did, you know, at that time, they didn't have a great answer at quarterback uh, at that time. So, I'm not telling you they wouldn't have made the playoffs and they wouldn't have won four games every season. But I remember that 2012 season was a disaster. That was the worst season of Andy Reid's career. You have the Jim Washburn stuff going on. And so, listen, sometimes, uh, it's just time. I, I think it was time then. It might have even been a year past time. And, you know, you look at the stretch since then, what, we're 2013 to 2022. You've had a 10-year stretch with three different coaches, and you've gotten to the Super Bowl two times, and you got to the Super Bowl one time in 14 years with Andy Reid. So I don't have to take anything away from Reid. He's a yep. great coach. He's a Hall of Famer. I just don't have revisionist history there. I, I think it was time for him to go, and I'm not confident that if he stayed, you know, you'd, you'd be talking about the same success since then. How much has Andy Reid changed since he left Philadelphia? You know, I think he, he's always been innovative offensively and looking to do new stuff. And you've even seen that Chiefs offense take on different forms. So, um, you know, he's changed kind of some stuff he's done 
schematically, offensively, depending on his personnel. But I think he was pretty good at that in Philadelphia. I don't know that he's changed a ton, to be honest. I think his strengths are still his strengths. Like, if you're talking to me about this coaching matchup, I'll tell you what, I'll take Andy Reid from now until Sunday, and then on Sunday I'll take Nick Sirianni. Because the game <laughs> management stuff, Reed's not, Reed hasn't gotten better at that. There's this thought that he's gotten better at that. You know what's happened there is Patrick Mahomes mm. will take the game into his own hands. He'll wave off the coaches. He'll know when to call timeout. He'll know when to go no huddle. He'll know how to manage the clock. Like, it's an underrated aspect of Mahomes' game, but there will still be a few instances every year where you look at it and go, what was Andy thinking in this situation? And that has been such a strength of Nick Sirianni this season. I mean, that fourth-and-one QB sneak they go for at their own 34, uh, you know, that was a big play in the game. It was a tie game, 7-7. That extends the drive. And so I think the Eagles actually have an edge there on Sunday for those three and a half hours uh, with their coaching staff. Sheila, we'll do the full dive with you next week on the game. But just as we sit here today, what's your, what's your gut feeling on this matchup? My gut feeling is leaning Eagles. And, I, you know, Mahomes is a guy – listen, there's a scenario where Mahomes just carves you up and you say, all right, it was a great season. You lost to one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. But, Joe, I went through the rosters, and it is hard to find a lot of edges – for the Chiefs. You can give them tight end, Kelsey over Goddard. It's, it's close there, but you probably go Kelsey. You can give them safety. You can maybe give them uh, left guard, and you give them quarterback. Every other spot, wide receiver, corner, offensive line as a whole. By the way, you give them Chris Jones, too. I forgot the big one. But defensive line as a whole, you're going Eagles in all those spots. And so this is like a classic battle of how much can one quarterback lift his team to victory where the other team is the more talented group. And, and last thing I'll say is just you look at Eagles formula, you're looking at that Super Bowl two years ago where the Bucks just pressured Mahomes over and over and over again to the point where the Chiefs totally rebuilt their offensive line. Like there's a scenario where the Eagles pass rush is just too much for the Chiefs and they can't get into all those great plays that Andy Reid has teamed up over two weeks and your defense keeps you in the game, and I really like the matchup for the Eagles offense against that Chiefs defense. From the ringer, as always, our pal, Shield Kapati. Shield, thanks, man. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, bud. All right, guys. Looking forward, forward to it. Talk to you next week. There it is, Shield. All right, to the phones we go. Let's go to Luke right now in Ridley. What's up, Luke? What's up, man? How are you doing? Good, buddy. So I had a quick question, and I got one question at the end for John. So I grew up cheering on the Patriots and the Eagles. I know that sounds crazy. <laughs> Big question I have, is that a violation? My dad is from Boston, so I grew up cheering on Drew Bledsoe, Curtis Martin, Ben Coates, Bill Parcells, but my dad would take me to the vet. So now I've always been a, a, you know, Eagles yeah. and a Patriots fan, and nobody in their right mind at the barber shop that I go to when I say it, my friends, my church, my family – they all think I'm nuts, except for my dad. Well, and I'm raising so my kids up to I, I kind of feel way. I kind of feel for you because it was bestowed upon you from your father, which happens to people. I also have a nephew who is primarily a Boston fan, but he'll root a little bit for the Philly because he lives up there. He'll root a little bit for the Philly teams from time to time because my sister's an Eagles fan and Philly sports fan. So I get how it can get complicated. I mean. What, do you, what am I, what, what, John? What am I to do here? Am I supposed to absolve this guy, or am I supposed to just say, you know, your dad's the heck from with this Boston? Guy. You've got an <laughs> AFC team and an NFC team. I, I think it's important that your, you know, that family connection and and tie 
is that's real. You know, that's you, that that is who you are. I think it's it's fine. You can and that's, you can and that's do what that. I'm saying is that I'm not doing it to get the hate. You know, I'm just I grew up cheering them on, and I did go to that Super Bowl in 2004, I believe, and I was in high school then. Yep. I went to that Super Bowl down in Jacksonville, and my friend. He paid for the ticket for me because he thought I was a diehard Eagles fan, but I was feeling it both ways. So wow. after the walk, <laughs> sure he wasn't. Walk, I'm sure he wasn't happy about that. Luke, give me a great answer for a. Or what's your question for John? All right, all right, John. Quick question. And my dad's listening, and I said I'm calling the radio, and I sat on here and I waited. So John, here's the thing. My dad and I were going back and forth, and that Devontae Smith catch when he went up, came down, and then he told everyone to huddle to the line real fast, right? Mm-hmm. He was telling me that he felt like that that was sneaky on Devontae Smith, that that was a little bit like a character trait issue because he no, knew no, that he didn't no. catch it. And I said, yo, that's what you're supposed to do, right? And it's he's incredibly like, smart. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's a smart you. play. You, you want players who are that, you know, uh, that they have that much awareness that they can, they can do that. And they can out, basically out-coach Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, no question. All right, Luke, give me a great TV show character. The last uh, 13 years. Michael Scott. Michael Scott, you got it. James, that when what when so, was that? Let me check. A little bit of both? Yeah, I think a little bit of both. A little before, a little after 2010? Yeah, let's look here. Uh, so it started in 05, was nine seasons. Okay, well, it's, yeah, it's pretty much almost exactly yeah. both. All right, let's go to uh, Shamrock, Shamrock right now. What's up, Shamrock? Oh, Hi, Shamrock. How are you, buddy? All right, I think it's an important show you got going on today because anytime Joe has to eat crow, you know. Well, it's so rare, and you're right. It's so uh, big when it happens, not the crow, but the moment because it's so unusual that I've been wrong about something. But I admit there's been two or three times in my life that I've been wrong. Well, I mean, as a Hurts defender from the beginning, let me just say welcome to wisdom, buddy. (laughs) Oh, man. You set me up for that one. This is only the second time I've called, but the first time I called, I remember thinking because you made me so upset with your take. Uh-oh. You were comparing Hurts to Bobby Hoyne and Kevin Cobb. And dude, that, that is beyond a bad take. That is insulting. I didn't remember that. I don't remember that either, but I, I, I can. It. it was after the uh, I think if not as a player. I think you were saying, like, we all thought Bobby Hoyne we did. was. Yeah, exactly. It was like one of those type of Because we did get, we did get um, caught up in Bobby Hoyne 97. Heck, we even got caught up in Ty Detmer 96. Ty Detmer. His first four games with the Eagles, he was 4-0, and the fourth game he threw, uh, well, I, th- I think it was three or four touchdown passes down in Dallas to win, plus he had four touchdowns versus Miami. Ty Detmer looked like he was unbelievable. So we had been fooled before, and if I had to guess, it was probably two years ago, and I was probably saying, you know, let's see a little bit more with this Hurts guy before we anoint him is, well, is yeah, probably what it was. He definitely had to develop. He was a young quarterback. Hell, he, he's younger than Stetson Bennett, who just won the championship this year. I mean, he's... he's yeah, wow. he's got a cleaner track body. record. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sure. So it's, it's not going to hurt his draft stock, by the way. It's just, it's just, anyway, it's just a moment. It's, is he a draft guy? I mean, he's like a 25-year-old he was, college quarterback. I could be wrong. I thought I, he was a back end like of the a, draft. Maybe he might be like a seventh rounder yeah. or something. He's not like a – I don't think at least a legit guy. I, I think it's an important point, though, that you bring up. Let's highlight the fact that Joe was comparing <laughs> Jalen Hurts to Bobby Hoying and Kevin Cobb. I, uh, that is an me. important recollection on your part. Shamrock, I was at that game. Bobby Hoyne versus Boomer Esiason when he slayed Boomer. And I left that stadium that day with about 75,000 people. Bobby. Bobby. John, we thought we had quarterback for the next 15 years. 
I liked Bobby. You know, I sat with Bobby on the plane for five years. Well, going to and from the away games. Do you ever tell him he stunk? And I don't mean like no, his body I didn't odor. Think, like he I didn't stunk. think he stunk. No, he I stunk. Mean, he wasn't as good as the starter. Uh, you was, think? You know. All right, Shamrock. Solid as a backup. Shamrock, give me a great answer, man. TV show character since 2010. Uh, he was one of the greatest side characters on one of the greatest shows, and then he got his own spinoff and completely killed it. Saul Goodman. Yeah, yeah, that is a notable answer. No question about it. All right, let's go to uh, Adam right now in Ardmore. Hi, Adam. Hammer, Richie Seltzer, how are you today? Super, Adam. Well, I don't know if you noticed this, but uh, the stocks went up for Kleenex ever since the uh, Niners and Dallas Cowboys fans keep on crying after our win on Sunday. Dude, they're so. brutal. Even one of the players, I got it somewhere in my phone, one of the 49ers yeah, players the, an, yeah. anonymously did this whole, like, we were wrong thing. I mean, what a— Well, he said that after Purdy went out, the refs wanted the Eagles to win or something like what that. What a joke. What yeah, it is a joke. Show. I mean, they even they even tried to modify the scores, saying that it was actually twenty four to seven the score because the Devontae Smith catch wasn't a you know wasn't a catch. But besides that point, uh, you know, congratulations on Tom Brady retiring for the second time. Let's see what happens. Like you said earlier, it it is a great feeling knowing that the Eagles did beat Tom Brady. You know, we are the last team to beat Tom, you know, we're one of the last teams to beat Tom Brady, you know, in the Super Bowl. So yeah. I'm very happy, you know, that we don't have to see him ever again. Yeah. You know, congratulations to him. He went 2-1 and one against the Eagles in the playoffs, by the way. He, he did. Because he but, got the Eagles you know, last, I mean, he did last year. But we're, but we're still in his head with Nick Foles and him <laughs> still not shaking his hand. That's so, right. you know, you know, screw that. But I, I saw another stat today that was pretty interesting, and I said it to Seltzer that, both the Eagles and Chiefs are 16 and 3 this season and both scoring the same amount of 546 points. Wow. Um, which is kind of astonishing. And yeah. you know, I think this game's going to be pretty, you know, I I want the birds to win obviously. It's going to be great. It, you know, Andy Reid's finally going to see the Eagles win a Super Bowl in person after we beat them, but I guess it's like almost in a small sense a revenge game for Sirianni after being fired by Reed, you know, when he was with uh, the Chiefs. Sirianni is, you know, we didn't think that he was going to be that coach after the initial press conference, but he's won Philly's heart. And it, it, it's absolutely amazing what he's done. Yep. This team is firing on all cylinders from the defensive side of the ball to the offensive side of the ball. And it, I mean, I think they're more well-complete and well-rounded than the 2017 team. I agree. I think they're better, Adam. I think this squad's better. Adam, give me a great answer. TV character right, since well, 2010. Well, a haymaker was taken earlier by Richie saying um, Tyrion. Tyrion Lannister. Yeah. Well, I'm going to say that he was also the hand of the queen, and I'm going to say Daenerys Targaryen. Listen, Daenerys is a big one, man. There's no question about it. I mean, she's probably top three or four on that show, and she could win here today. We'll we'll see where it goes. By the way, John, what was her whole moniker? Can you name the whole sort no, of Seltzer? Close. No, I know Breaker of Chains, <laughs> Mother of Dragons, Khaleesi, <laughs> ton of other stuff. Not since Apollo Creed stepped in the ring in what was it, Rocky Four, yeah. whichever one it was, when he had the really long intro. That might have been when he got killed by Drago. I forget. Yeah. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four, the master of disaster. Wasn't he the master of disaster? Apollo Creed. 
the master Not disaster, sure. I think, was one of his things. Hey, uh, coming up, uh, we got AMA, plus Devin joins us at noon today, Joe Banner, who hired Andy Reid. So a lot ahead uh, on 94WIP. The birds are in the big game. The birds and Kansas City and our former head coach. Get in on all the action for the big game in Arizona with the Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app, the only sportsbook I recommend. Bet live during the big game. New users can get up to $750 in sportsbook bonus back if your first bet isn't a winner. Download the app right now. This is the time. Don't miss out. The Birds and KC. We're one-and-a-half-point favorites. We all know how huge this is. Get in on the action for the big game in Arizona with the Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app, the only sportsbook I recommend. And new users can get up to $750 in sportsbook bonus back if your first bet isn't a winner. Bet live during the big game on the Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app. All righty, AMA as we do uh, every single Wednesday, normally at noon, but we moved it off uh, noon today because Joe Banner will join us at noon today. By the way, speaking of joining us, Devin is in studio right now. Hello, Devin. Hey, guys. Got Thanks this, for having me as always. Got this, like, you know, Super Bowl thing up ahead here. It's yeah. kind of an exciting time, Philadelphia Just sports. a little bit. A little bit. A little bit exciting. All right, uh, AMA. So normally uh, later in the show, but uh, earlier here, questions from social media, Facebook, Twitter, and the text line. Seltzer, what do people want to know? Yeah, first we have some uh, some news to report. Not ideal news, you know, a week before the Super Bowl, but uh, Eagles offensive lineman Josh Sills, who was like the 53rd guy on the roster, yep. you know, deactivated guy each week, uh, has been accused of rape and kidnapping uh, by an Ohio jury. He's been indicted. Um, so, so he's been charged. He's been charged, it looks like. so. Holy I'm, good yep. God. So uh, Jeff McLean said accused. The, uh, the Ohio uh, tweet said, uh, charged, indicted, so I'll, I'll get some more information on it, but um, obviously not a uh, ideal situation. Well, that's awful. All right, right well, we'll see where that one goes. Hmm. So we'll see where that one goes. Yeah, so Pro Football Talk says is indicted. So Wow, okay. That's awful. Well, he's, he's probably not getting on a plane with the not team. Not probably, I would say definitely. Yeah. yeah so. All right, well, we'll see what happens there. Okay. All right. Wow. James, go ahead. All right. Uh, any new TV shows or movies that you guys have watched lately? Um, boy, so I'm doing a lot right now. A lot of the old ones. You know what I did do recently? I don't know if I told you guys this one. I did the Madoff show. That was tremendous, guys. Oh, yeah. Uh, guys, Then I think it was on Netflix. Yeah, I remember that. The Madoff thing, John, I mean, there were so many opportunities for people to recognize that it was a scam. And, like, the biggest scam of all time. And people just missed it. There were red flags all over the place. People missed it. It's unbelievable. I, I would strongly recommend you see the Madoff I just, show. I hate the way thinking about that makes me feel. Uh, you know, like the loss, the incredible loss, the just lies, uh, just the web of, yeah. of dishonesty. I, and I here's, what I didn't, here's what I didn't realize until seeing the show. I didn't realize how famous he was before he became ultra famous for being Bernie Madoff, you know, the scammer. He was so well known for being a financier guy that it was a huge part of how people missed that he was scamming people because they're like, oh, well, if you're with Bernie, you're okay. Like, oh, well, he's really famous. Think about how many famous. famous people. Think about how many rich people yes. are with him. You know, if you're like, oh, well, the Wilpons have their money with totally. him. It's got to be fine. I'm just telling you, if you get a chance to see the Devin, have you seen it? I have not. I'm not a bit. Is it a documentary? Dot four part on Netflix. Okay. It's very, very I'm good. I'm really bad at watching documentaries, but it's the type of thing where, like, once I watched it, I would look back and be like, I'm glad that I watched that. Yep. It's just not something I actively do, but it's, I will. It's good. I'm telling you. All right, James, next I've question. I've been oh, watching Jonathan. Ballers 
I just oh started. God, really? wow. I never watched it before. Wow. Show with I've the gone back. Yeah. yeah. Oh. I just started. It's really interesting, you know, seeing things from that perspective. You know, it's a former athlete just trying to make it in the world after yep. he retires. And, and, you know, everyone loves The Rock. I, I don't know what year it started, but it's sort of dated. And that makes it even more entertaining. Yeah, maybe 15 years ago, 10 years yeah, ago, something, something like, like that. that. I'll yep. throw one out too, Poker Face. Okay. Uh, it's uh, Natasha Leone, Ryan Johnson. Phenomenal show. Hmm. It's brand new. Uh, okay. Uh, how many current? Uh, this is a good question from Tom from Abington. Uh, how many current Eagles players or people associated with this current football squad have a real chance to make it to the Hall of Fame? Wow. Hmm. All right, let's go through the guys that are the the like the locks or the really likely. Kelsey first. and Lane. Kelsey and Lane are the most likely. Howie has a shot. Yes. No. Jeffrey Lurie. Lurie has and a Howie. shot. I agree. Lurie has a shot. I mean, Hertz is way far away, but if he can do this for the next ten to twelve years, he'll have a shot. Same thing with AJ. Same thing with AJ Brown. Darius Slay is a possibility. Probably falls short. For some reason, Bradbury gets less acclaim but then got the all pro nod i was surprised by that slay did not yeah so he's in a weird spot where people do appreciate his game yep uh and if he continues at the same consistent level yep you know maybe but that's very borderline fletcher will fall short he'll probably get some votes but he'll fall short that's probably i mean listen you never know on god or not and sue oh no sue's probably got a really good shot yeah yeah, Sue's got a really good shot, and I would say Goddard again years away, and not enough on the inside track, but theoretically has a shot. I expect that he'll continue to just shoot the lights out. If he can do five or six more years, yeah. man, he he could make it. Yeah, I mean he is really a great tight end. Yes, he is. Um, so yeah, a lot of lot of names right there. Um, I know Seltzer's Seltzer's busy in there. I right now. thought <laughs> Jordan Maialata was going to be a shoe in at one point. And it's been it's been a bad season for him. Now the last couple of games have been better, but uh, he took a step back this year. He did. I thought that he had the physical abilities to absolutely, you know, if the if the mental part caught up with his physical, just amazing talent, yep. he would be uh, a guy who could be a possibility. But he's got a lot of work to do. By the way, Brett Brett Kern, uh, not, no. not not no. not a Hall of Famer. No, he did have a good career with punter guy. Funny. Yeah. But, All right, James, give us one more. What about Jake Elliott. Well. Unlikely. I mean, I mean, if he kicks for 20 years. Maybe, but the standard is so – there's so few. Yeah. I mean, like Justin As Tucker should be. Justin Tucker would be yes. the guy of this era. Right. So, you know. All right, James, give us one more. All right, Bad News ADS. Have you guys ever been starstruck? Heck, yeah. Joe Montana. Jaws Super Bowl party about five years ago. In walks Joe. And there's a lot of famous people there. A lot. A lot of Hall of Famers. Joe Montana walked in. It's a different deal, man. It's Joe Montana. And I saw Magic Johnson in a movie theater in Los Angeles about 25 years ago, and that grabbed me. The Joe Montana thing, he was my coach, so it wasn't it wasn't a spot to be starstruck. Yep. We were actually kind of like working together. And he <laughs> liked me as a player for his team. Yep. Because I could, you know, catch. And he likes fullbacks, uh, which was great to sure. know. Uh, for me, it's like the music guys. James Hetfield. That you became friends with. Yeah. Billy Joe Armstrong. That's incredible. Trey Cool and Mike Dirt. It's wild. It's amazing that they wanted to talk to me. You know? No, I know they were they were dumb for wanting to talk I to you. I agree. Devin, I you, agree. You got an answer here, Starstruck? 
Um, I don't know. I, I would say maybe I'd be starstruck, starstruck if I met Taylor Swift. Like, I don't think anyone in sports. I think it's when you. But you haven't had. But you haven't had one. Nope, never had one. I don't think. I mean, I told you my you LLJ story well, a little bit. Uh, yeah, but you gotta get out more. Okay, so I my first job out of college was in L.A., so I met a lot of famous people because I was a receptionist at a talent agency yeah. where I told you guys I got LL Cool J's name wrong or asked him what his name yeah. was. Um, maybe when The Rock came in, just because he was, like, such a large human, I was shocked. I don't want to say amazing. starstruck. Well, I'm sh- I was starstruck. I, I got to interview The Rock at one point. What? Uh, prior How? to the Gridiron Gang movie coming yep. out. I got to interview him for a show. Uh, I forget what it was even called. I think it was called ESPN Hollywood or okay. something. And uh, we, I, I was struck by how big The Rock's head was. Wow. I mean, and, and I've got a big you head. Got a big one, man. I've got a big head. I think his head was the biggest head I've ever seen. And it doesn't really look that way as I'm watching Ballers. He's a big guy. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's just gigantic. everywhere. And he's a really nice guy, from what I remember. Very much. Well, so. I am yeah. most struck by the fact that you were not starstruck meeting those people. That's stunning to me because those are yeah, some heavyweight people. All right. Ozzy Osbourne, I was a little starstruck too. AMA, and with that, we shut it down. You got a tough standard. That's bizarre. Well, it makes me think about who I would be starstruck meeting, like absolutely at a loss for words or just like stuttering. So it's Taylor. Maybe Taylor, but like even that, I don't know because I feel like so she'd talented. be my friend. She like seems cool. Yeah, yeah, she seems she does seem low key. She seems yeah. like a normal person. Yeah. Is the impression I get. All right, let's go to the phones. Uh, Joe Banner joins us in twenty minutes. We'll go through sort of the Andy Reid history with the Eagles with uh, Banner coming up in twenty. Plus his sense, obviously, of the Super Bowl. Let's go to Troy right now in Northeast Philadelphia. Hi, Troy. Joe, John, what's going on, guys? Hey, Troy. Yo, I think it's funny that John likes ballers when he is a baller. They, they, they probably had an episode about him on that show. <laughs> and, of course, I just wanted to be a little taller, Troy. Oh, man, you ain't – okay, too short. You ain't right, man. Listen, oh, man, I, 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 I give you a quote. It's Wish self, I was a little bit taller. It's self-deprecating. <laughs> it goes right over your head. I'm talking about I'm not really an athlete, and you just completely miss it. I mean, come on. Listen, man. I know what you're talking about, man. Yeah. I, know, I, I got it. Right. But what, is it? What, I, what I was going to say, what I was sorry for, and then I have a question for John, and I got a character for you. Um. I'm sorry that I fed into the whole hype with the media about this 49ers defense, man, that they couldn't, <laughs> nobody could run on them. I mean, not only did we run on these guys, but then they said that pe- people who played them a week later are hurt and battered and bruised. We put out two of their players. Yeah. We hurt people. So, listen, man, I-, I apologize to the Eagles for even thinking the hype, man. Yeah. We did and, to them what they do to everyone else because ex- we're just that much better. Exactly. Exactly. And before I go, my character is going to be Gus Friends. Y'all stole my other guy, so I'm going to say Gus Friends from Bring Bad. And, John, I want to ask you, since you've been in this position before, what did you feel the week of the Super Bowl? Did you have any uh, anxiety, any mm-hmm. uh, distractions? Mm-hmm. This, and what do you think the Eagles are going through? And I'll listen on the other side. Great question, Troy. John, what's that experience like? Yeah, uh, I was not nervous, as I said, until right before the game because you're standing there for with what feels like forever uh, in the pregame. During the week or weeks of preparation for this game, it's all about making sure you line everything up, cross all your T's, dot all your I's. You get every extra, you know, athletic training treatment you can get. You get every extra lift you can get. You're in there watching film every second of every day. Now, normally during a a work week, you're doing all that stuff, but it's obviously ratcheted up to where you have this inner drive you know if you leave any stone unturned, you will forever regret it. Re- regret that. Yeah. 
So you you make sure you put the work in. And I'm positive that's what all these Eagles are doing. I'm positive that's what all the Chiefs are doing. They will be more prepared for this game than any game they've ever played. And usually you see that on the field. You know, it is it, it's a tight game. Did you feel extra nerves? Right before the game, I absolutely yeah. did. Yeah. I, I told, it was the one game I felt nervous before. I I I was always just excited. I was thrilled. I, I was very business like with my playbook in front of my locker, brushing up, you know, last minute, and then you get out there, you get that first hit out of the way, and it's just fun. But that game, because of that long delay, I, things just started yeah. going through my head. Like, wow, there were billions of people paying attention <laughs> to what we're doing. In worldwide, so you do think about that, like the amount I of did people that, watching. I did before the Super Bowl. Yes. That's so interesting. I, I, uh, I know someone. Uh, so the Eagles have been in three Super Bowls. Um, someone of a certain degree of prominence who played in one of the three Super Bowls told me that during the national anthem, he wet his pants, and it was specifically because of nerves. He went to wow. bathroom. He went to bathroom during the national anthem because he was nervous. And obviously, John, you know the football players will do that from time to time out there in the field. Like, it's nowhere to go. Just go to the bathroom. Yeah. But he specifically said he did it in that moment <laughs> because he was nervous. Wow. I don't know. No, I, I'm that, telling you, it was told to me directly. Yeah. I'm just I'm being honest. I'm telling you. Well, that was a bad choice. <laughs> and no one <laughs> noticed? I feel like we would notice that. I guess it depends uh, on the color of the pants. It, it could depend on the color of the pants. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to, uh, to, to Tyrone uh, right now. What's up, Tyrone? <laughs> Hey, good morning, guys. How's it going? Good morning, Tyrone. Hey, Tyrone. Tyrone, when's the last time you wet your pants? Apartment? No, I'm just, I'm just kidding, man. I'm just, come on, Tyrone. You got to keep up, man. I'm playing around with you. Go ahead. Well, actually, it was in 1968. There you go. Was, uh, <laughs> well, you know, it's kind of an embarrassing <laughs> moment, but. <laughs> fair, fair enough, fair enough. But, but seriously uh, speaking, I think I was about five. Mm -hmm. But uh, let me see. Um, what I originally called for you, when I call you, always ask me these questions that totally get me off topic. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. But good morning, guys. I guess this is going to be the morning team as you guys are going forward. Great show. It's always fun listening. And uh, the topics that are coming up, is so, it's so varied that it's, it's amazing. It keeps me uh, gotcha. interested. Keeps you on your toes. All right, Tyrone, so you called about something the Eagles. What would you have? Yeah, um, my main thing that I was wrong about is that because it's always been a hobby of mine. I, I'm one of them guys that I watch every preseason game. Uh, I try to go to training camp when I can, when they open and invite the public in. And I was wrong about the fact that I thought the Eagles were going to be 12 and 5. Oh, look at you. That's almost like the pat on the back I was wrong. I had him at 12, not 14. Oh, yeah. excuse, excuse me, Tyrone. Yep, there was a cross between eleven and six and twelve and five. So finally, I said twelve and five. But you, but you know, seriously, um, I think they've had a great year. But I, I can I say I, I really give the credit to Jeffrey Lurie because when he said that he had a template of the uh, Patriots and that since he's from New England and he wanted to build the team and in, in, internally within their image. And I think he hit it right on the head. He looks at consistency and longevity, and he had his goal is to build a perennial winner. And I think he's, though he missed several times, I think he's right on target now because we're in the Super Bowl again after, you know, since 2017. Yeah, no, listen, Lori's been great. Tyrone, give me a great answer. TV character since 2010. Since 2010. I, 
I don't know. I, I guess as a parent, I kind of – I think her name was Aria Stark. Absolutely. Listen, that's a big one, man. Tyrone, good call. Uh, Aria was big time, man, big time. I remember when she uh, she got the Night King, and it was uh, the Sixers were in an active season at the time, and I told someone with the Sixers. I I think it might have even been playoff time, but I could be wrong. You said I, it on the air. I remember yeah, this. Like, yeah, like have her ring the bell. John, if Arya Stark had rung the bell at a Sixers game like two or three days after killing the Night King, yeah, I mean, you can take down the Night King. You can save the world. <laughs> no, that would have been amazing. It would have been unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. Unbelievable. By the I way, I wasn't a huge Arya fan, though. Really? See, yeah. I heard earlier someone mentioned um, uh, Tyrion, Tyrion, and yeah. in my opinion, Arya was the best character. Oh, no. Better than Tyrion? Yeah. I love Tyrion, no disrespect, but yeah. I would say he's a close second to her. Well, I Arya, her. listen, I think Tyrion's one. I think Arya's, it's just kind of a gap for me. Like, holy cow, she was like a little girl. And then she goes off with the faceless man I know. And, and becomes this incredible assassin. Yeah. It was so unlikely. She had her list. There, there was, was a that, gap well, there. There were dragons in the show. Like that, yeah, yeah, that's unlikely, too. All right, let me tell you something else that's unlikely. And it is probably the biggest joke in sports I've seen in 30 years. And it happened yesterday. The biggest joke in sports in 30 years happened yesterday. And, yes, I'm just pulling 30 out of my hiney. I could have said 29. I could have said 31. I could have said 20. I just said, "Ah, let's go 30. Um, Did you guys see the news? Let me just say this. When Pro Bowl alternates were were announced, when Pro Bowl alternates were announced about three or four weeks ago, I thought, well, that's strange. There's no – pro bowl game anymore why do we have to have alternates and then i realized there's like this competition thing Swag. they do and so there's still alternates because like, to, to me that's stupid like just have a pro bowl team you're not gonna have the game just name the team and that's it and then you're like hey okay, these guys are alternates and then there's alternates alternates and then you get to the point where john there are replacements for players that are injured or in the super bowl like mahomes and hurts um, they can't participate in this Mickey Mouse, whatever it is, the NFL is going to do Pro Bowl weekend thing. And so for those that missed it, the biggest joke in sports in the last 30 years is that the Ravens backup quarterback, Tyler Huntley, who threw two touchdown passes this year, not one, but two, was named and three the interceptions. Pro Bowl. Two touchdowns, three interceptions. He is a pro bowler. Tyler Huntley, two touchdowns, three interceptions. Guys, there's not one person. There is not one person that can call him today and tell me anything that's a bigger joke in sports in the last 30 years. John, then Tyler Huntley, a pro bowler after a two-touchdown season. Who were the other? Right. It, Dude, a whole bunch a of guys dropped out. There were, there were other names. Yeah, they cycled were, through. Yeah, they, I think it was Josh Allen. It was Mahomes. It was Burrow. It was it was Josh Allen. It was Tua. It was Justin Herbert. Like, whatever. I, however, the, Derek Carr made it. Trevor Lawrence oh, made it. Oh, the Derek Carr thing. So every the quarterback Carr, made it. Yeah, basically, all the <laughs> AFC quarterbacks made it. Derek Carr got benched for, you know, multiple I mean, that's a, dis- that's a disgrace. Yeah. And he's the AFC. Yeah, the AFC is struggling. James, how does the NFL spot, look apparently. itself in the mirror and, and take itself serious when it actually, like, that's a joke. It's a joke, yeah. I mean, the Pro Bowl's been a joke forever, and now this is, like, the culmination of it. It's yeah. not even the Pro Bowl anymore, and Tyler friggin' Huntley. I, I thought they solved it. It it's is embarrassing. Like, embarrassing. It is embarrassing. So every starting quarterback in the AFC couldn't do it. Every single one. Because they have to be better. They're a freaking starter. <laughs> 
This guy played like two games. <laughs> Not since. What are we doing here? James, who was the first baseman? Um, was it Palmero? Palmero won a gold glove playing 27 games at first base. Yeah, dude. John, he was. That, a, that's, that's the other. That's the, that's, the, that's the comp. He was a DH mm-hmm. who played 27 games at first and he won a gold glove. That's when you know voters are dumb. And this is when you know the league is dumb. It's just dumb. It's com- complete dumbness. Let's go to Sparty right now. Yo, Sparty. Hey, fellas. How's it going? Hey, How are you Sparty. boys doing? Doing great. Hey, and Devin, how are you? Hi, good. How are you? Hey, I'm good, good. You know, Devin, if it wasn't for the fact that I was probably I'm way older than you and happily married with four kids, I tell you, if we would have met way back in the day, we'd be a, a pretty solid power couple in Philadelphia. In my- <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, except Sparty, except Sparty, since I know you, I would strongly encourage her not to, you know, partake. Uh, we can only dream, Joe. Okay. Yeah, Fair enough. I'm honored, though. Hey, before I get to my um, my Eagles point, um, I, you know, Tom from Abington said it best, but ding dong, the witch is dead. I am uh, obviously as a Spartan. I am a Brady hater. I'm completely convinced that him and Belichick cheated their way through most of those Super Bowls and a lot of those wins. And I, I just hope that now in retirement he can sit around and play with his deflated balls and, and choke on some of those plants he's been eating for 30 years. I'm just – I hate that guy. He's a bum. Well, listen, there are people that really hate him. I'm not one of them. Uh, you know, it'd be interesting to know how much he was in on cheating for New England. You know, I've always w- kind of thought, Sparty, that cheating probably happened without the players having firsthand knowledge and the information got disseminated to the players. Because to me, in a, in a, in a salary cap world with free agency, if, if, if five players know, if 15 players know, that's very dangerous. I mean, all these players leave the organization. I always yeah. kind of got the impression – the hierarchy of the organization cheated and they gave the information to the players. That's a fair point. You know, I, I always did think about that, but I just think that they're when I think when they sign with New England, they know. Um, there's just a code of conduct and part of it is to keep your mouth shut on what could, we're doing. Listen, it could be. I mean it's one of those things we're really never gonna know about. All right, Sparty, give me a great answer. A TV character since twenty ten. Yeah, I don't know if it was said, but I'm going to go. Uh, I think her name is Julia Garner, Ruth from uh, Ozark. It's oh, nice. a good answer, man. Yeah. Ruth was a big time character. Big time character. All right, coming up, Joe Banner. Uh, he was a big time figure in the history of the Eagles, and along with Jeffrey Lurie, hired uh, Andy Reid uh, a little bit over 20 years ago. We'll go inside that story with Banner next, get his thoughts on the Super Bowl as well. Joe DeCameron, John Ritchie on WIP. Hey, guys, this Valentine's Day, give her the next best thing to wearing nothing at all with soft, silky. Naturally Nude Pajamas, available exclusively at Pajamagram. Sexy, sultry, naturally nude pajamas. They feel just like your soft skin. Even more alluring than lingerie. The texture, the touch of these pajamas, seductive. So much so that uh, you'll uh, you'll have nothing left to the imagination. So leave nothing to that imagination but naturally nude pajamas. You'll love the feeling of wearing next to nothing at all, and you'll love how she looks in them. Order today and save 25%. And I'm going to try to say this with a straight face because Richie's laughing around me here. Sign up using promo code, ready? Promo code NUDE. That's promo code NUDE to save 25% off. Promo code NUDE with naturally nude pajamas. You get 25% off and free gift packaging. Listen, guys, if you missed out on Christmas, now's the time as we approach Valentine's Day. Promo code NUDE to order naturally nude pajamas, pajamagram.com, NUDE, N-U-D-E, and save 25% off naturally nude pajamas. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.